Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Ben Standig here talking to you guys on Sunday night, one day after the Wizards had that ridiculously wild finish at the Clippers and their unfortunate loss in a game where we can put aside the the, the clock confusion at the end. The Wizards lost this game earlier when they uh, frittered away that four-point lead with 51 seconds or so to go and, and standing at the free throw line with two shots. They couldn't close it out. And, uh, you know, that clock malfunction, the, the, the explanation weird, that was not probably ultimately why they lost that game. In any event, um, as just as a, as a reminder, you can of course follow me on Twitter at Ben Standig. You can read my work either on NBCWashington.com at FanRag Sports and other places as well. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see it all. And as far as the podcast goes, you can find us on iTunes or anywhere else you do. You're podcasting. Um, I'm going to move on from that Clippers game. Not going to get ahead to the any specifics about Tuesday's game against the Nets, but I thought it would be a good opportunity to sort of sort of re- reset things for the Wizards, where things are in the season, what they've got up upcoming that's I think kind of interesting in terms of uh, you know the, their place right now. Uh, you know they're winning against some good teams, losing against some bad teams. This is next stretch is potentially an opportunity to make up some ground uh, in the East, but they're not as bad off as as we probably all think. But there's still some work to do. Also, I'm going to play for you uh, what I what I hinted at yesterday. Some of this audio from uh, talk to Jan Mahimi right before the trip. I know it's a few days old now, but um, I got it. I'm going to play it, and also I think it helps a little foreshadow Jan Mahimi coming out of. Um, you know, and it's obviously been a pretty bad stretch to start the year. He's been playing his best basketball of the season over the last, you know, week to 10 days and had 14 points against the Clippers. He's starting to give the Wizards, you know, not talking about the $64 million contract, he, but we're just saying he's, he's starting to give them some legitimate production out of that spot. And he's playing some good minutes late in games. So we'll hear from Jan Mahimi here in just a second. Now, as far as the Wizards, so let's reset everything for a a quick second. In the Eastern Conference, they are 14 and 12. They are sixth place in the Eastern Conference. That's tied with the Pistons, who have lost six in a row. So when they arrived in in Washington uh, last week, the Wizards were beat, when the Wizards beat them, they were 14 and six. They haven't won since. So the Wizards sent them down down the. Uh, down the rabbit hole, I guess, as it were. Uh, but the Wizards have some room to make up. They're a game and a half behind the Milwaukee Bucks and Indiana Pacers. Interesting. Um, and then they are five and a half games behind uh, Cleveland. They are eight back of Boston. And first, Toronto is currently in second place. Toronto has won six in a row. Now... You know, Wizards have only played 26 games, so, you know, most of the season's still to go. Yada, yada, yada. The, but, you know, you always got to look for, you know, little pockets of the season that could be uh, of interest. In, you know, is there some places where they can make up ground, some places to be concerned? This is definitely an opportunity for the Wizards to get right. Now, look, we get it. They, they have been not always opportunistic when it comes to taking advantage of some of these lesser teams. They've got another one of those Tuesday against Brooklyn. If they can beat Brooklyn, though, they will have finished that road trip 
three and two, which isn't bad considering they opened it with a 47 point loss. It's still hard to believe that that actually, um, that that actually happened. But look, they get the nets. These are not your pathetic nets from several years past. They're a scrappy, interesting team. They're also without D'Angelo Russell, their leading scorer. They also just traded away Trevor Booker to Philadelphia. Uh, so, you know, whether Jaleel Okafor plays a little bit or not, they're not going to have, uh, Booker. So the Wizards are getting in the nets, not at, not at full strength. They got to take advantage of that. Obviously, no John Wall at, at this moment. It's possible he's back, although it seems unlikely that he'd be back on Tuesday since he hasn't, as far as we know, gone through a full practice yet. The Wizards play then on Wednesday at home against Memphis, the start of a four-game homestand. So maybe Wall is, gets back uh, then. Now, so after you get past Brooklyn, the Wizards have a four-game homestand. Memphis on Wednesday, the Clippers, who they just played on Friday... Then here comes LeBron James and the Cavaliers again on Sunday, followed by Boogie Cousins and the Pelicans on Tuesday the 19th. And then after that, they don't play again until Friday the 22nd, but they're at Brooklyn. So this four-game homestand is sandwiched with Brooklyn on both ends of it. Now, other than Cleveland, I mean, New Orleans is a team with a winning record, but other than Cleveland, the Wizards, you know, have, you know, they should be favored in every game, and, you know, you've got to take advantage of some of these things. You know, Brooklyn, like I said, they're a 10-win team, not without the, without the leading score. The, 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 the Grizzlies have just been atrocious. Uh, they have been all kinds of messy, with, especially since Mike Conley went out. They, they just fired their head coach. They've lost three in a row, but they've really lost, like, they only basically have one win in the last, like, 42 weeks. Uh, it's approximate, but it's not that far off. Um, you know, then the Clippers, you know, they'll get the Clippers back here. Presumably John Wall will be back by then. I'm not discounting the Clippers, obviously, but at home, you would think that the Wizards are going to get the advantage there. Cleveland, look, obviously the Cavaliers have been ridiculously hot of late. Um, and the last time they were here, LeBron had 57 points, but, you know, again, if, 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 if that game was Markeith Morris's first game back. He certainly has not been, uh, all that since he's, you know, since he's been playing, but he does give them a, a defender capable of quote unquote slowing LeBron down at least a little bit. So, you know, maybe there's a different chance there, although Cleveland's looking much better. They were struggling at that point. And the, the, they certainly look, they've figured out a lot of things. Then you got New Orleans. Anthony Davis is not at this moment, you know, more than a week out, not a hundred percent, but we'll see. Boogie Cousins is tearing it up. And I'm going to guess there will be some conversation leading into that game about the idea of Boogie Cousins possibly playing here for the Wizards. Anyway, brace yourself for that. So, and then, and then a Brooklyn, as I said, on the 22nd. So with this six game stretch, you know, I'm not saying they're going to lose to Cleveland. But if you if they go five and one or four and two, right now at four, you know if you go just even fourteen and uh, four and two, that puts them up to eighteen and fourteen. You know now we're now we're starting to get somewhere as far as uh, you know moving up in the standings. I mean you know look they, they will if John Wall's already missed what ten games on the season, eight in this stretch. You know clearly they haven't gotten it going yet. But if they can get at some point if it's going to happen, it's going to start. 
somewhere, and this could be the kindling to get them on fire. By the way, just to sort of close out 2017, after that second Brooklyn game, they host Orlando, who's come back to earth significantly after a hot start. Then it's at Boston on Christmas. Obviously, that's going to be a lot of fun. Then at Atlanta, scrappy Hawks team, but they're certainly not a playoff contender. Home to Houston on December 29th. Houston is probably the hottest team in the NBA right now. And then they close out 2017 with the Bulls. So other than Cleveland, Boston, and Houston, the Wizards should be favored in every game. Again, that doesn't mean they're going to win them all. Just saying this is a great opportunity to close out 2017 with a pretty impressive uh, run. So let's see here. What do we got? 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games to close things out. You know, I don't know. Can you go 8 and 3? Can, can you... Again, I'm not saying they're going to lose to, to Cleveland, Boston, and Houston. Hopefully they can at least pull out, you know, all of them. I mean, that'd be great. <clears throat> but, you know, even in some realistic sense, you can just, you know, pull out even just one of those, take take advantage of everything else. Good. I mean, get, get some momentum going into the year. And after December 31st, they're off until the 3rd. So they have a little time to recover there after what will be a pretty uh, hectic stretch. And, There'll obviously be a lot of emotional games. You got the Cleveland game, the Boston game on December 25th, the Boogie Cousins game has its, has its own uh, juice. The, the, the Houston game on the 29th will be a lot of buzz. So, you know, it look we're coming right off the stretch where Scott Brooks kind of laid into them uh, with, in terms of the media, laid into his team, but through the media after the Clippers game. And that's not something, you, it takes a lot to get Scott Brooks to do that. He didn't throw anybody under the bus or under the, any individuals, but he said he doesn't blame that loss on the refs. He blamed it on some of his guys not showing up. And, you know, he wouldn't say who, but, you know, we can kind of guess a little bit. I mean, Markeith Morris, uh, you know, really had some disappointing numbers. Kelly Oubre was 0 for 5 from the field. Uh, Martin Gortat up and down a little bit. And, you know, he's had some other games in this recent stretch where he doesn't play in the fourth quarter. Uh, the bench has played pretty good for the most part. Bradley Beal has, Otto Porter has. They need everybody to get going. If John Wall can get here and uh, you know get back this week, you know, and everybody sort of takes Brooks Brooks's words to heart, maybe this is the stretch where the Wizards get going. Time will tell, but uh, I just thought we wanted a you know quick look here as to what's upcoming. This is an important stretch. In that you know you got to take advantage of these opportunities. And, you know, at a base level to close out the year, uh, what did I say, 11 games, seven of them are at home. And, uh, you know, the only only one is, you know, really a difficult opponent. I take it back. Two of them, Cleveland and Houston, are, uh, are, are both home. So those will be certainly very tough games. But, you know, hey, the Wizards have done well against some of the better teams and struggled against some of the worst teams. Uh, speaking of struggles... John Mahimi certainly struggled uh, for most of this season, but he's picked up his play of late, had a chance to catch up with him right before the Wizards went out of town. Uh, why haven't I played this audio since then? I don't know. Just haven't gotten around to it, basically, I guess I would say. I mean, not haven't gotten around to it, but just things have been coming up and, uh, you know, went with, made other choices. And I had intentions of playing this yesterday, but then the game ended so crazy. Uh, so I thought I would do it today. So here's Jan Mahimi caught up with him. Uh, right before the Wizards went out of town on this road trip. T- 
talking about, among other things, what's going on with him, what, 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 what's happened with him this season. And also he's had that PRP that John Wall had. He talked about his experiences with that as well. Here is Wizard Center Jan Mahimi. Scott, uh, Coach Brooks last night praised your play, particularly in these last three games, defense on Towns, Embiid, uh, et cetera. How, how do you feel like you've played lately compared to previously? Oh, it's pretty good. You know, it's much better. Uh, you know, uh, one step at a time. You know, I feel like uh, defensively I'm returning to form where, you know, I'm, uh, I'm able to do the stuff that I've been doing you know, previous years. Uh, but uh, it's better. That Minnesota game it was definitely a big uh, – your energy was, was very obvious on both ends of the court, especially defensively against Towns, some offensive rebounding. Was there something that clicked that day? Was it feeling better? Or what was it that sort of it seemed like that game, it's been kind of better since? No, I mean, I, you guys have been around basketball for a long time. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's the whole thing of uh, the rock and the hammer, you know. You hit it every day, you know, and eventually it cracks, you know. And, uh, you know, I know it's a, it's a long way to be where I want to be, but you know, I feel better. And, um, you know, it's uh, I feel like it's not only me. I think I think the second unit as a, as a whole, you know, we we're playing good. You know, we find something that works, and um, you know, uh, I feel like uh, the energy has been good and positive, and um, you know, we uh, we're in a good spot, a good place right now. Is it a, a rhythm thing? What What do you think? What are some details of, of what you think has has start started to click? Yeah, I think it's it's a rhythm. Uh, I feel like it's chemistry. I feel like you know it's uh, uh what, what is it twenty twenty one game into the season something like that. So you know uh, stuff starting to click a little bit. You know, uh, get familiar with the system, get familiar with the people on the court, and um, and you know having the right characters and the right people. You know, so. Uh, you know, it's going to get better, uh, but I think that we like where we're at right now and we find something we like. The uh, Earlier in the year when, when, when Coach would go with all bench players, it wasn't always working, but it, the last four games it certainly has with John out. You kind of had almost maybe not have as much choice. And that, that's meant Thomas has been in with you guys more. What has he brought to that group, and how do you think that's helped? Uh, Thomas is a, is a tremendous guy, man. you know, uh, for him to be able to come out, you know, the way he's been, uh, he has done in the last few games after not playing at all, after, you know, being in and out of rotation, um, it's been great, you know, uh, shows some maturity, you know, um, he works every day, we see him, you guys see him before, before, after, after practices, and uh, he stays positive, you know, he, uh, he's a tough competitor, you know, uh, so he wants to play so bad, so I feel like, uh, you know, lately he's been patient, he's been working, and he understands that, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, when your name is called, you got to be ready physically, but also mentally. What can you say about the fact that he has not committed a turnover in these last four games? He's dishing out a lot of assists and protecting the ball at the same time. I feel like, you know, he's slowing down a little bit, you know, from last year. He sees the game a little slower, and now... Texas times, and you know, he, he also knows that we have full confidence in him. He's a good player, and we like him with the ball in his hands. And, and most of the time, he makes great decisions. In practice, he makes a whole lot of great decisions. So, you know, we've seen it before. So, um, never worry about him turning the ball over. 
obviously you and him and, and Martin are not from the, the same country, but you all are from overseas. Is there sort of a, some sort of a kinship in, in that? Is this with the, even just around the league of talking about the, Euro, the Euro squad? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we like that. We like the fact that you know it's a journey. It's it's such a different adventure, you know, when you come from overseas and get here, and you know it's uh, so we can all relate to that. You know, me, you know, every guy that that's coming from overseas, it's, it's always fun, you know. And we know so many stuff that happened over there that you know we talked about, you know, culture wise, you know, we relate on a whole other stuff. So you know, it's always fun. We, uh, I feel like everyone who watches the Wizards knows that he can dunk. We just haven't really seen it in uh, games. Yeah, do you feel like it's uh, just a matter of time before the rest of the world realizes that? Of course. You guys seen it. You know, he got all the tricks in the book, man. He could do everything. 360, between the leg, reverse, everything. So, Thomas is very athletic. Just lastly for me, you mentioned earlier about it's coming along for you, but you're not where you want to be with everything. What is it that for you that you, you see that you need to to, oh, you to get I mean, overall, you know, the defense is, is in there, but, you know, for me, it's, it's mostly like getting my legs under me, getting moving the way I want to, um, you know, getting back to rhythm, you know, it's, it's everything. It's not there yet, you know, it's, but I see this flash of it, you know, it comes and goes, and you know, I'm going to keep working, I keep working, and, uh, spending extra time at the gym, you know, seeing myself on film, and, and get better, you know. It's, it's another word, another 60 game left. So you know, I want to use them all, you know, and get better and return to form. John Wall um, is obviously out. He had uh, the PRP treatment. It's something that you've had in the past. I understand it was a little bit different yeah. of a procedure. I think his was more isolated, but um, compared to other things you've uh, dealt with, like what's the key to that recovery and what's it like? Uh, I mean, for John, I can't really give you guys any, any you know, details because it's not the same procedure. What I had, the PRP that I had was completely different than what John had, so I can't really tell you guys. But, you know, I can tell that he's, uh, he's moving good. Like, he's great spirit, very positive, so he'll be back soon. Okay, great, thanks, man. All right, there you have it, uh, Jan Mahimi. Uh... And I think there you have it for this episode of the Locked on Wizards podcast. Uh, it's always better when I have a guest with me. Had had something fall through here at the last second, so we'll get a guess, we'll figure out a guest for tomorrow's episode. Uh, the final, uh, as we preview the final game of the road trip, and uh, come up with some other interesting facts about the Washington Wizards. Then it gets interesting. They're back home. Get back on our usual schedule. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, just rest. Right, we're all happy they're off the West Coast. If nothing else, uh, to, some of these late games can be uh, can be a bit much, but hey, it's uh, you, you got to do it. They've done it. No more West Co- big West Coast swings. Now the Wizards will uh, be mostly uh, on the, on on these uh, first two uh, time zones. That'll be better for all involved. Uh, we'll call it there. Thank you as always for listening. Ben Snedek signing off, and until next time, see ya. Deal gets open for three. Dagger! Long drive, long bounce shot. Dagger!